Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 24-3 and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols and every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. Sometimes it's a little bit of a little bit of a slapdash trying to get everything together, but we are here today. We are here for you. So hopefully everything by <laughs> is doing well in this crazy time because woof. Life is such a, well, the quarter famous song, life is like a hurricane right now in many ways. And apparently <laughs> some in your home, yeah, some uh, in my office, some in the sinkholes growing in front of our homes. Yeah, we, we, we got lucky out here. Um, the worst that happened was our garden got a little um, knocked over. We lost some plants. Uh, my Black Lives Matter sign is gone now. And for those who are like, what are they talking about? Um, we had a hurricane that yeah. actually came through mm. yesterday. And yeah, all day yesterday. Just a terrible storm. I know it knocked out um, uh, XVGM Radio, uh, Mike and Justin uh, Bieber. Like, yeah, both of them lost. Um, oh, stop his name, no Bieber. Yeah. Both of them lost power, though. So they were in trouble there. But fortunately, I think they actually got their power re- um, turned back on since then. So they're back up in business. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like it's just so much like there's a lot of like tree damage up in this area. I assumed everything was semi okay because nobody I know was reporting anything. But then I started seeing news reports like homes getting trashed. Um, yeah. the one of the bars I usually frequent out in Newark got flooded. Like the river came up and encapsulated the parking lot and went into the basement and just took out like much of the building. Uh, in front of my house is a sinkhole that opened up. So. I started having flashbacks to that old 80s movie, The Gate, where all the demons came out of the backyard sinkhole, and I just kind of assumed the that gate. was... A, I have. I don't remember that one at all. It gave me nightmares. Like, I don't get... I'm not really scared of a lot of movies, but The Gate gave me legitimate nightmares. It sucked. Wow. But well, it was good, but also it sucked. Um, yeah, and now, yeah, now today, everything's fine, but then, like, my kitchen decided to fall apart, and I've got dishes and, and balsamic vinegar all over my house. Um, but yeah, so not everything. Everything's cool. Everything's here. Every, every it's kosher. Everything's awesome. Everything's um, great when you're part of the kosher team. Part of the kosher team. Pranel, I I still have a quiz for you. Ow! I made one last week for you, <laughs> and it's safe. It's perfectly safe. <laughs> you're but sure gonna... it's not virus written or anything, is it? No, 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 no. I just need you to click this link. And you have to put in your um, your password, and you'll okay. have to include um, your social um, to get okay. in to access the file. It's very normal. Everyone sees this stuff. I mean, it's okay. just you get it all the time. In that case, I guess it's not so bad then. <laughs> so for those in the chat that can see, I think you'll get a laugh. I posted it in the Facebook group too. But so this here, I'm not sure. It's probably going to show up on the camera eventually. Yeah. So this bullet. game yeah. is uh, called The Stranger of Sword City. Mm-hmm. Now, I've owned that game since like 2014 or so. It was supposedly, you know, hard to come by, all kinds of junk. 
And then out of nowhere, Chris Murray says via link today on the old Facebook. Apparently, this is re-releasing that along with another game, like a sequel game on the Switch. So as of now, I'm officially like cracking it open to utilize it mm-hmm. finally before it becomes an obsolete product. Um I feel like that's become my thing lately. I'll buy a game, never play it. It gets ported to the Switch. <laughs> like, literally, the Switch. And it's like, oh, crap. Time to go play that game that is now, like, worth five bucks. Or worth a hundred, depending. But still, it's got a better version coming out real soon. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, chasing the past. It's, it's an odd feeling. I know. I'm with you. I, I do the exact same thing. All the time. <laughs> no, you don't. You have, like, four games that you purchased. <laughs> well, they're all from the past. Oh, touche. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's something to say. Like, like, imagine if you bought, um, I don't know, CrossCode, and then you didn't start it. You left it there, and then somebody announced, you know, double CrossCode, uh, the crossing, and then you realize that your sad product on your eShop sale purchase is just now dead weight waiting to be played, knowing that there's a better version just around the corner. Or, I don't know, having purchased Persona 5, knowing that Royal exists, but you didn't buy Persona 5 yet. You're kind of hanging on that one, so... You dodged that bullet. I'll get there. I'll get to Persona 5, five years from now. <laughs> nah, you're going to probably start playing when it becomes Persona 5 Regicide. That's when you'll get on board. Well, I don't even know what that means. Well, I already have Persona 5, then Persona 5 Royal. Next one's Persona 5 Regicide. Okay, I understand that. Not at all. He shakes his head knowingly. (laughs) All right, so uh, last week, Pernell and I had a wild card episode because I did not have my calendar in order. I still don't. Um, Things are up in the air. These are the times that we live in, and that's okay. Um, And But we wanted to you know extend this out to our listeners, and so for every Patreon episode that we do every month, we ask for suggestions not just topics, but musical suggestions so we can play on this episode. And if you would like to write a testimonial about your track suggestion, why it means something to you or why it fits the topic, um, it's very much in the vein of the one of the greatest VGM podcasts that was ever on the internet, the VGM Jukebox. <laughs> can't think of the name for a second there. The VGM Oh my god, you got balsamic on the brain, sir. I got balsamic all over me. It's terrible. <laughs> it's I'm going to be showering and smelling it. But I'm not anyway. So they, they their entire show was musical suggestions and testimonials. It was like a radio call-in show. It was beautiful. Um and so that's what our episodes are like today. Once a month and if you are a Patreon supporter of the show at any level, patreon.com/rhythmandpixels you get access to these live streams. We um, we post them on Patreon. Um, there's a little secret Facebook group we try to get you invited to um, if we remember to do that, and you get there too. So um, as soon as it comes up every month, the little link goes up there. You click the link, and then you see me and Purnell. Sometimes we're sitting next to each other. Right Sometimes now we're not. Sometimes one of us is scratching our head. <laughs> yeah. Wondering where all my hair went. It's, oh, it's cool. That person is me. That's cool. That person is me. It's intentional. I'm the bald one. Intentional. I'm not intentionally bald. Well, <laughs> because because you're, you're not spending energy growing hair, that energy is getting used to build muscle and brain power. I'm still working on the muscle and brain power. <laughs> so the brain power is coming along smoothly. The muscle, not so much. 
Uh, I'm getting back into exercise in a psychotic way. I've decided to make it an obsession between now and October. So today was different because the show was today, but I'm going to try to go back to the exercising, working out every single day bit. Yeah, you still have time. Uh, You can do it before work. You can do it right after work. I can never do it before work. I would die. Die, I tell you. Well, they asked me to come to work. Are you truly it. obsessed? I don't think you're really obsessed. Oh, I'm going to be. I don't have much time left. So <laughs> I got to brush it out. So here's the thing, though. Like, my job asked me, I'm, my start time at work is 8 a.m., okay? And I thrive. I'll admit I'm a lucky guy in this regard. But I thrive on the fact that I eventually do such a good job that none of my bosses eventually stop to care about the fact that I come in after 8 o'clock. My last <laughs> position sucked because that guy was, like, being really jerkish about me getting there at like 802 but for the most part i show up whenever i want but um this particular time i was helping with some job interviews like some position interviews so i had to be there at eight o'clock on the dot and i got there like 758 despite the fact that i need to be in the chair ready to start doing questions at eight on the dot i was there 758 Sat down, I was like, let's do this. And they were like, we want you here at 7.30 to discuss this. I, like, I know how to do an interview. Just give me the paper. Let's go. We got two minutes. Give me, give me, give me. But uh, even doing that was insanely difficult for me to do. I am not a morning guy. So imagine saying, Prenna, wake up at 5.30 and lift some weights. Ain't happening. <laughs> I'll probably end up hospitalized because of it. <laughs> Drop a weight on my face. Yeah, you got to be careful. Careful with that stuff. I mean, I've injured myself horribly just by trying to pick up a weight. So, um, and it's knocked me out of, and you've seen how I was. I couldn't yeah. even walk for like months. You don't want to fall down that path. What What? What if between now and October, you couldn't walk? If I couldn't walk because my legs were so thick, I think that's such a risk I'll have no. to take. If you couldn't walk because you injured yourself. Because you were because you were focused too hard. Was it thick legitis? Is that the injury? You know, I don't like that you're not listening to me anymore. I'm listening to you. Oh, <laughs> oh stop it! That's what All he right. did. Control right. power. The power's right, got to you. Let's get this started, Pranel. What is your first pick out of the Patreon email mailbag situation? Well, this comes from a game that. I've genuinely liked quite a bit, but I never think to bring it on to the show, and then one particular patron who has his namesake referenced on said game, oh. had to bring it up. And he brought it up, I think this is like the second time he mentioned it, but I can't resist this. His stuff. namesake is in it. the game? That's correct. Is it it's Mario? It's not friggin' Mario. It's not Mario! It's not Mario, Robert. It's <laughs> Daryl! <laughs> oh, and the, that is the last Rican, whose actual name is Daryl. Um picks the track from The Legend of Daryl from the game Super Daryl Deluxe, and it's composed by Adriel Guinet.
Welcome back. You're listening, you, or whether you were listening to <laughs> The Legend of Daryl from the game Super Daryl Deluxe. It's on like PS. I know I played it on PS4, but I want to say it's on like Switch and Xbox also. Um, and it's composed by Adriel Gannett. So this game is one that I wish more people had heard of and played. I only, I originally only learned of it because I ended up doing a review for it for SML and fell in love with it very fast. Yeah, because you tell me about it. I'm like, this game looks crazy. Like, and I love the, I love the, 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 the hero is just Daryl. <laughs> yeah, he's like a really, basically the character. Well, I'll read the submission first, then I'll talk about the game proper. So, Daryl, the Last Recons submission descriptive is for testimonial. Patreon submission for Wildcard next week. Why in this song? Why not? I got a freaking theme song, man. Never played the game, but the moment I heard the song, I baited my time for submitting it for the show. And now my time is here. Mm. Heed the legend of Super Daryl Deluxe and Tremble and Awesome. <laughs> I find it interesting in that regard that uh, there's a double-edged wackiness level here. So, one, the track is fantastic. It's very good. Uh, two... He says, Daryl says he's never played the game, which for the record, he really should. Not just because it's good, but also because I would like to honestly think that the character Daryl in the game, while his theme song is awesome, mm-hmm. the character himself should honestly, you do not want to be Daryl. Oh, no. Like, so tell me tell me about Daryl. And, and we're talking so, about not the real Daryl, but we are yeah, talking about, about Daryl. So tell me about Daryl. So, while admittedly due to the virtue of how the game works, he has cool abilities because all of his, it's a game that takes place in a high school, and it is a high school that exists in like a bizarro reality, but also not. Like, no one acknowledges that it's taking place in a weird reality. So, he transfers to this school, and he's immediately put to the bottom of the social hierarchy. They pretty much, everyone in the school treats him like garbage. Literally, everyone. Um... He doesn't talk because he's the protagonist, but also the game says that he doesn't even deserve a voice, hence why he can't talk. Like, they just, they pretty much treat him like he can't, he has no mind of his own. And all the actions you do in the game are done because people tell you to do them. Not because they're quests, quote-unquote, but because people literally are telling you what to do because of who he is. Right. Um, But in that regard... He gets power from the fact that there's this book, like a textbook, that has techniques in it. (laughs) I'm not even making this up. The textbook's pages are scattered or have been scattered, and you can find them in different ways. They're sold on, like, by, like, customers. Like, like, bullies in school might sell your pages, or you might find them in, like, different classrooms and stuff. Oh, and they're, like, different, like, combos and, like, special moves? Yeah, they're literally special moves. And when you find a page, that counts as a special move. So you might get a special move that results in you throwing, being able to throw bananas like a boomerang. Or wielding a hammer, which becomes a mace or an axe once you level up the attack. Um, but the thing about it also is that, the, the, like I said, the school takes place in a weird plane of existence. So like, let's say, for example, you go to science class. When you go in the science classroom, you're not in a classroom. You're in a weird, like, nebula where you're running atop beakers and jumping across, like, Bunsen burners and fighting, like, random, like, molecular formulas and stuff like that. Like, it's a very strange game. History class is literally you talking to, like, various historical figures. Oh, wow. And, like, from prancing through, like, Napoleon's camp, trying to, like, suss out, like, a spy and weird stuff like that. And, of course, you end up fighting a robotic teacher who beats the snot out of you. All kinds of weird stuff like that. (laughs) It's a fantastic game. 
fantastic yeah, game. I know, I I I know you've mentioned it on play. the show before, but this thing's, I think this is the most you've ever like actually described what was in the game. So I hope that um, if people are interested at all in that kind of wackiness and in the music that just played, the, all, the whole soundtrack is composed by this one guy. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Adriel Gannett or Gannett. He did a boss job on it. It's amazing. It is amazing. Well, you know what's also amazing is our next track. And this was picked by our listener. We are going to go with Mixix Master. And this is the Triceratops Trot from Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo, composed by Jonathan Dunn. How much trot could a Triceratops trot if a Triceratops could try a trot? Well, how about this? We listen to the music, and you just imagine like dinosaurs just getting funky, like, getting trots, getting stanky, <laughs> getting trotted with it. Get trotted. All right, here we go. This is the Triceratops Trot in Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo by Jonathan Dunn. <laughs> is that, I mean, what is all this? This has nothing to do with Triceratops or the trotting of said Triceratops. Yeah. So I had to stop the song in the middle here. 
um, because I could have sworn this sounded like something from the 90s that I, I listened to. And it is a group called Enigma. And it's, the song is called Sadness Part 1. <laughs> and it's got it's, it's very famous because it's got like really cheesy 90s techno, like, like chill techno with Gregorian chanting monks mm-hmm. on, over on top of it. Yeah, and that kind of pan flute sound. Um, but yeah, it sounds a lot like that, which is why I like this track a whole lot. So um, Mix 6 Master writes, um, this is an awesome game, and this, tracks makes, this track makes me want to play this game again. I need to get a Super Nintendo. I like having the cartridges and collecting them. I recently bought a NES, and I've been having a great time collecting games for it. Cheers, the Mix 6 Master. I have to say that there's something that does feel a lot more fun about collecting carts than collecting CDs or DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever disc we're using right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like I sold all of my old carts, but then at some point I decided to collect just a few. Like I didn't repurchase Final Fantasy 3, mm-hmm. for example, and Final Fantasy 2, but I do have like my Breath of Fire carts. I have my Kendo Rage I was happy to get Kindle Rage back and like Yoshi's Island, games like that. Games that I could find, mm-hmm. that I could kind of get nostalgic with, but also not breaking the bank because the collector's market infused it with value. Earthbound, I got lucky. I bought two copies of it right before it boomed. Mm. Um, got both of them for like 30 bucks. That's one insane. of which had the, um, the, um, the yep. strategy guide with the box and everything. The giant box. I kept that, mm-hmm. yep. I kept that one, but gave the other to my friend for free. I remember your, your, your small bedroom in your old house. Like, how, how much space that box took in that bedroom. I had no room in there, That's but it was amazing. worth it. All right, so, Pranal, you'd say I mean, you're collecting cartridges like it's your job. Now, this is a quiz that I wrote called Occupational Hazards, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the video game character, and you have to give me their job. Plumber. Exactly, stuff like that. So... This is going to start. Cover it's going to start easy, and then it's going to get progressively stupid. Okay. I don't know what these jobs are. You'll know them. All right. This is a uh, Hagar, Mike Hagar from Final Fight. He's a plumber. No, he's not. He's a. He's <laughs> he does mayor. He does hit people with pipes, though. But yes, you're right. Ding. He is a mayor of Metro City. All right. Um, now they're going to get stupid. All right. Solid Snake from Metal Gear. He's a soldier. He's a soldier. Fox Foxhound. Perfect. Okay. Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. He's a ninja. Okay, that's from his job. From the Hayabusa. It pays very well. All right, number <laughs> no, four. No, it does. It doesn't pay anything. It pays in scrolls. <laughs> it pays in scrolls. <laughs> number four, Mr. Driller. He's a miner who loves to dig? His dad is a miner. He is a driller. No, that's the, no, he's a miner. All right, here's Loves the next drill. one. Uh, number five, Dr. Mario. He's a real doctor. Wrong. He's still a plumber. No, he's not. He's a doctor. He he's just, got a PhD. Nope, he only calls himself a doctor. He has never gone to school. No medical school, no medical license. I, I don't know, man. I think I think that's the secret history of Mario. He's, he, ha- he can't be a doctor in-game without an actual degree. That's just, otherwise, he's committing a crime. That's a felony. All I hear are complaints. Um, it's number, a felony. number six. Now the rest of these are true. Rash from Battletoads. He does, he's a toad who works for a freaking like bird scientist. <laughs> oh, 
You didn't have a job? He's yes. A party frog. There yep. you go. At least he That's did. Job. Act. No, see, the battle toads were actually a bunch of people who were transformed into toads. Well, in my defense, you know the you know the old line. He is a battle toad. He is a computer technician. Beep battle toads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, shovel knight. All right. Well, he's a knight for the home for the holy shovel order. He is a farmer. He is not a farmer. He's a farmer. Look it up. If he is not a farmer. He at is the beginning a of the game, he put the shovel away and became a farmer. I mean, that's why he fights with a shovel. That's not a job. That's just his pastime. His passion. His passion. His career no, is no. knighthood. He was born into farming, and then he picked up the shovel to save to save uh, Shield Knight. All right. As was his destiny. <laughs> he was destiny. a destined knight. That's his job. <laughs> All right, the last one for now. Abigail from Final Fight and Street Fighter. Mm, he's a Glamazon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A, maybe he's a bouncer. Nah. Or a wrestler. He is a mechanic. No, he, he can't fit under any cars. He is a mechanic. It's in the lore. He can't fit under. Was he just holding the car above his head? He can pick with them up. With his one arm. Yeah, yeah. He 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 work. Maybe maybe it makes his job easier. He can lift you know multiple tires at a time. He can fix Abigail engines. is a gargantuan like r angry man with serious issues. He is not a mechanic. All right, let me count up your score. All right. Can you? First of all, this this quiz was rigged. You got a C minus per now. I'll take it because it was rigged. It was rigged. <laughs> C is for cookie, and that's good enough for every, me. Every every quiz is rigged for now. Abigail, Abigail, he could not be a mechanic. He's he a would mechanic. break more cars than he would fix. <laughs> he could not be a mechanic. Has anyone in the chat seen Abigail? Abigail, he is huge. He's the largest character in Street Fighter. He takes up the whole screen, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets angry. Oh yeah. But that's what he does. I mean, he's got to make a living. He's done working in the, was it Mad Gear Gang? So. Got to make a living. <laughs> All right, for <laughs> The Mushroom Kingdom, he's the doc who's best by far. <laughs> got a headache? Put a pill on it. Got cancer? Put a pill on it. Are you dead? Put a pill on it. <laughs> uh, oh, um, so Sonic Medley is typing in the um, Patreon uh um, I guess comment section and he's getting all of the uh, <laughs> he actually he got the Enigma song that I was trying to think of um, oh nice or he got Enigma right uh, he thought Age of Innocence which was which is the one was, that was their hit you know um, that's what rose them to stardom you remember you remember Enigma Purnell I mean they were I huge. do not they they're an Enigma the to me yeah um, arenas <laughs> I don't know what arenas is you know they play they played arenas you know they play they played like stadiums like stadiums yeah, um, I'm just joking here. I don't know. Honestly, that's how much I know about them. That I believed you. You lied to me, Rob. I put trust in you, and you lied to me. Now I don't know what Enigma did. They're just it a mystery. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's something like old that I was watching recently. That's right. My pun game is still on point. It ain't going anywhere. That's pretty good. <laughs> I give you a C minus. <laughs> Everything is C. You know what? I deserve it. I have an A in my heart. That's what matters. Okay, we'll see? take that. We'll take that. I right, got well, an A here. What's your second track? Let's let's move on. Maybe some tunes will help. Uh, maybe that will be extra credit to convince me. Oh mercy! This is just <laughs> cold-blooded rumple dump, man. I tell you what. But 
I will pick this track. This is a personal staple of mine that I went ahead and chose because I've been getting nostalgic for this lately too, so it was kind of nice to see someone else have that same nostalgia as I had. In fact, I actually got into a debate about it just this very morning, so it was a perfect fit. This came from Listener Soulless Sanctuary, and it is the normal battle theme from the game Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne on the PS2 and soon-to-be Nintendo Switch, composed by Shoji Meguro. He's got a PhD, but he failed medical school. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have an MD. He's got a PhD. Oh my I god. I can't believe we didn't even like we didn't even get we didn't even figure that out. Uh, yeah, it, uh, oh anyway. <laughs> Poor Dr. Mario. Poor Dr. I mean it's just he's, Mario. It's just he's, Mario. He's still got the pills. Someone gave him those pills, okay? <laughs> Are you, tell, are you telling me he's writing faulty scripts and getting pills for virus slaying, too? I, I'm saying I don't trust doctors who, when they see someone with an ailment, they just throw pills at them. And that's what—that's all Dr. Mario Doctor Mario is doing, is just throwing hey, pills at his patients. I mean, in all, in all defense, a lot of real doctors are doing that, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for, like, a more of a holistic approach from, like, Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> just take... Just take a mushroom. It's just healing. It's 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 a healer. She's a healer. I don't uh, feel so good. I'm really I'm feeling kind of sick. Well, here, take this mushroom. <laughs> Was that one of your former retainers? I don't want to talk about. It. Take this mushroom. <laughs> These mushrooms are good for you. <laughs> I'll never understand that whole lore. Anyway, like she is the only human in the mushroom kingdom, and my best guess is that she gave birth to every mushroom person. Which no, is no, I actually grew every mushroom person because you know where mush mushrooms grow from feces. So it's clear where it came from. That would actually make sense as well. Yeah, it's just magic, magical. Just her poop is magic. And she grows mushroom retainers. That's right. Because 
because that's the only explanation. There's like literally never been, I guess, Daisy. But Daisy came from a whole nother kingdom. So she doesn't count. She's yeah. not from the Mushroom Kingdom. She's right, from she the Sahasara Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, but like like she came from another kingdom. Pauline was from wherever Donkey Kong from, so I guess Brooklyn. Um, they just dumped her in there because they felt like it. Uh, New Donk uh, City. Yeah, which is Brooklyn. <laughs> that is Brooklyn. Don't let them fool you. Don't let the man get in your head, Robert. That's Brooklyn. Well, do you want to read this uh, testimonial from Solus Sanctuary? I do. Testimonial, eh? Hmm. Well, let's just say that thinking of Shin Megami Tensei made me remember how I first stumbled across your podcast while I was looking for Shin Megami Tensei-related stuff on my Spotify account. And here we are, me being a supporter since that time. Here's the moving forward to amazing video game music with you guys. Here's to that indeed. Thank you. Because we got we, got, we became friends with a fellow Megaton fan and a stellar artist in the process. I can't complain about that. No, not at all. That's, that's a solid trade. This is good stuff. I'm, I'm happy to not just to um, uh, introduce new music to people, but also to, like to share in like, oh, someone else knows this tune, you know, or someone else remembers this like this game. And, and that's always like a good connection. Um, to make with our listeners, you know, um, we don't focus like on on obscure stuff 100% of the time. We don't focus like on on things that are very um, specific, like genre specific. Like how many how many people who play games really know Shimigami Tensei Three Nocturne? <laughs> Not enough. That's Not, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's just it's cool. It's cool making those connections. Apparently, so, you got a shout in the in the chat. Apparently, there's new Street Fighter Five characters popping up. There are, yeah. Shock to me. By the end of this year, there's going to be um, Dan, Oro, Rose, uh, Akira from um, Rival Schools. Oh, really? Yeah. And then by next year, it'll there'll be a fifth one, and that'll be the that'll be the last season for um, this version of the game. They should have just put five Rival Schools characters in the game. Let's be honest here. That I, series needs more love than it gets. I know. I'm looking forward to seeing Oro in the game. I know a lot of people love, loved Rose. Um, I did too, game, but, but if it was a choice between all those revival Street Fighter characters and showing Rival Schools some love, Rival Schools would have taken it. Now, there are Rival Schools characters in the background in, in one of the uh, the stages, which oh, is interesting. God. So... Um, it's interesting, but they don't brawl, man. They don't do it. No. In. Well, I mean, one of them's got like punching gloves, and she falls down a couple times. <laughs> she falls. That's <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> um, all right. So our next track is selected by our listener Bedroth. This is a track called "Metal Beat" from the game Metal Masters for the Nintendo Game Boy, composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez.
You're listening to Metal Beat from Metal Masters for the Nintendo Game Boy, composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez. And this is a serious jam. If you aren't dancing wherever you are right now, if you're in your car, if you're walking down the street, if you're um, if if you're if you're in the shopping center, if you, if you're if you're at the Acme wearing a mask, I mean, just just dance, just dance like, just pull out some glow sticks, you know. Grab some popsicles, grab some fudgesicles, wave them in the air. You know, if you hit somebody, it's fine. But you, get, no, no, you it. should absolutely care. Wave your hands like you somewhat care <laughs> yeah. so as to avoid hitting bystanders. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, but if they get a fudgesicle out of the deal, it's fine. Oh, um, yeah. But anyway, Bedroth would like to say, have you guys ever played Metal Beat from Metal Masters by Alberto Gonzalez? That's my knee-jerk wildcard pick. I may have another idea, though. Let me know. <laughs> I don't think this is. I don't think this is a testimonial. I'm just reading his email. <laughs> <laughs> we still love Bedroth, though. He's awesome. <laughs> he's has even like guys. I've been having like fun chats with him too, like just gabbing about life stuff. He's a good and dude. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, Mike has to officially leave now. That sucks. Or he probably already left while I was gone. Yeah. But, yeah. Ah, peanut butter. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I've been chatting with Bedroff a good bit about just random stuff now. Oh, that's Pretty good. Solid yeah. And like, I honestly, huh, I like the honestly that's the best. That's one of the best things about this show. Like, we get to chat with a bunch of different people that honestly, I don't think we would have met half the people in this thread. No, were it not for this show, if not any of them, except for I think at most it would have been Daryl because I know Daryl. I mean, and even <laughs> me too. Like, I don't, I don't like reach out to a lot of groups on the internet, and I don't normally travel to like game conventions and stuff like that like i used to like when i was younger younger and so this is really um i can hear the cat (laughs) i was wondering what that was (laughs) that was the tv in the other room it's the cat outside my door meowing (laughs) about the tv i was just saying let me in let me in um but no like i don't i don't i don't go to like conventions and stuff like you know me i'm not i'm not super social like that but doing the show and getting involved in, in these communities it has you know encouraged me to go out when it was safe to do so, and it was really fan. It was it was great to meet people and say hi and shake hands when it was safe to do so. Um, it was awesome in a different life. Well, honestly, I'm I'm in the logic now where like shaking hands is still safe to do so as long as I dunk my hand in sanitizer before and or after. <laughs> right. So it balances out. I make I make concessions. I make do. You make how do. I can. You make do. You make do. You make do do. I do not. <laughs> Alright, what's your final track? So, my final track from this episode comes from listener Chris Murray. This track is a track that I can honestly wholeheartedly say I would have never chosen for this show. Mm. So I'm glad he submitted it mm. because it's very good, mm. but also from a game that I would never play. Mm, take a home for now. Talk about the bit. Testify. So, <laughs> this track comes from listener and friend Chris Murray. Yeah. The track is titled Ilya's Final Form. Ooh. Final boss theme from the game Monster Girl Quest. Yeah. Composed by the Toro Toro Resistance. Well, yeah, we don't we don't know the names of these composers. Um, doing research on this game is not something you'd normally want to get into, so But that's here we what are. they said. That's that's the that's the name of the composer. That's what they go by. Toro okay. Toro Resistance. Alright.
feel okay now. I'm on the level here. Welcome back. You are listening to Ilya's Final Form, the final boss theme from the game Monster Girl Quest, submitted by listener Chris Murray. Now, disclaimer for the show, because we got to keep it family-friendly like we do. Do not look this game up. Just know that the music sounds very good. Yes, it's um, not just adult in nature. It's just not, you know, it's not mature. It's it's mature and immature. It's bad. <laughs> no, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. It's got fantastic music. It's not for young eyes. Well, I'll, I'll probably delve into that a little bit in a second, mm. but I want to get through the testimonials here. Yes. Chris Murray says, I've been jamming this track so hard since I stumbled upon it a few weeks ago back during the Rhythm and Pixels Daily Video Game Challenge, BGM Challenge. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. I do enjoy it, yeah. Likewise here. I will say that the funny thing about this is, like, I stumbled across, like, OSTs like this due to, like, if anything, I believe it was Ed Wilson's show, because there was a talk of, like, PC-98 games, Mm -hmm. and I can't remember, I think we were even guests on that one of the episodes related to that, or either that, or we just took the topic and Uh, went with it on our own, We did a PC-98 episode, and then we did um, a romance episode with Ed called... God, that's what it was. Romancing the Ed. There we go. (laughs) That was a fun one. (laughs) But that's like, yeah, it was a great time. But, like, I learned through that interaction, those dialogues, just... How many of these types of games exist? But all a lot of them tend to have really good music, they really and even do. in some cases, good narratives. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one that he referenced on that show called You Know or Y U Dash and O. And it eventually, as of last year, actually got a port to the Nintendo Switch. And everything I read about it was like this is like one of the best narrative, like visual novel games ever made. But it also has this element to it. So I had access to the opportunity to review it, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that because I can get it for free and you know, come up with my own opinion on it. And to be honest, it actually is rather cool. I was surprised by what I got. Hmm. Um, I had no complaints about it. I do hate the, some of the character relationships, like the main character, because they do that whole like male character, at least the X characters and X way, whatever, who cares? But the overall narrative is actually pretty cool, and the whole like branching narrative plotline, which at the time was revolutionary. Mm. No other game had done that. So, and now now we have other games like Radiant Historia that does it, which they all owe that to. You know, the girl with the really long title because a stupidly long title, a very long title. So, mm. but yeah, so obviously, if you're too if you if you're too young for this material, don't look it up. But know that when you are old enough, there's some great OSTs to be found in these games. Yeah, and you can look up these soundtracks independent of the games, as I do with every song, almost every song (laughs) for this podcast. Um, I don't know many of these games. Here's one I don't know anything about. I do know of the characters. This is the game Sheep Raider for the Sony PlayStation. This is a Roadrunner type game. Um, with Wile E. Coyote, but he's not named Wile E. Coyote in the game, which is very strange. But on the uh, one of the mixes I made, one of the one of the mixtapes I made way back, uh, the drum and bass mix or or something like that, um, I put a track from this game in there because it's very very good. And this is track number five from Sheep Raider for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Eric Casper, and this was picked by our listener Hammock. Hammock. Thank you. 
You're listening to track number five from the game Sheep Raider for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Eric Casper. And this was chosen by our listener and podcaster in arms, Hammock. Hammock! And Hammock says, I've been sitting on this track for a while. It's the haunted level from Looney Tunes Sheep Raider on the PlayStation, and it was composed by Eric Casper. Casper, haunted level, it's a match made in the afterlife. <laughs> and how? I wasn't expecting... Like, what? I must say, I honestly was not expecting this track to play out like it did. Oh, this no. Is the, I mean, not I, Sheep Raider-esque get all. I found one track from this, this the soundtrack that I've sounded a lot like this. I didn't realize the whole thing was like this. He says, I wasn't expecting a Looney Tunes game to hit me with so many jams, but this soundtrack is full of them. This one in particular sounds like something uh, Soichi Tarada would have composed for Ape Escape. Very true. Um, I think so too. A super fun drum and bass track for a game about stealing sheep and don't get it twisted. That's not Wiley Coyote in the game. His name <laughs> is it's Ralph Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that's wait, Ralph Wolf. Ralph Wolf. Now that's double if you know where Ralph comes from, right? No. So I might be wrong here, and someone in the chat might want to correct me if I'm off, but Ralph was the dog. Uh-huh. And the relationship between, like, there was, like, a Wiley Coyote-esque character. Sometimes it was Wiley Coyote. He was, like, Wiley Coyote's evil genius. And he would try to, like, get, like, the hens or whatever. And then, like, the sheepdog would be there to stop him. His name was Ralph. So, oh, we're going to look him up, weird... man. I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to find this Ralph. I'm going to say Wiley Coyote, right? Um, yeah, because I'm fairly positive that Ralph was the sheepdog. Oh, yeah, that was him. Was I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. But but in the game, he's a wolf, though. So it's essentially the coyote. But yeah. That's Ralph- what but now I'm wondering if that was like intentional <laughs> with the naming. Oh, no. Apparently, maybe they changed his name. But um, there is a Wily Coyote and there's a Ralph Wolf. So same thing. <laughs> Ralph Wolf. Ralph Wolf has a red nose. No. Red- no, 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 no. Carlito nailed it. No. Sam was the sheepdog and Ralph was the wolf. There you go. Sam was the sheepdog. I like oh, the sheepdog. That was a good one. You need to have like a good foil, like a good uh, a good back and forth. Well, their relationship was great on the show because I do remember this part at least. They would clock into work. Like both of them would clock into work. <laughs> and they would do the whole dance of like he's trying to get the sheep and Sam would stop him from getting the sheep, beating the snot out of him all the time. And at the end of the day, they would both clock out and like Ralph would just be like battered up with like a black eye and all kinds of mess. Just like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. That's really good. I mean, your, your, your knowledge of Looney Tunes, I, I, I feel like I used to know them so much better. I just Honestly, want- I wish I knew them better to myself <laughs> because I forgot his name was um, Ralph. But I thought his name was Ralph, but it was actually Sam. I was, I was going to go with it. Sam, Sam the Sheepdog. You know, that, I think I, that, that's more alliterative. I like that. But, uh, I concur. All right, so we're going to turn this track down, and we're getting into the part of the show we call the bonus round. And if you round. want to have some fun, you get into the bonus round. That's where the game is done. <laughs> and the bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements and any other kind of interesting bits and pieces based on our theme. So we're going to be p- picking some bonus round material chosen by our listeners. Pranav, what did you find? Well, well, it's not so much what I found, so much as what the awesome, awesome, malalawsome, chuh, buttspo, that's <laughs> what I am. Um, this is actually 
something I've never heard of from a composer I've never heard of for a game that I've all but heard of. <laughs> so heard of. Um, this is the Towns 3 Enlightenment track. That's what he titled it. It's from the game Earthbound. Composed by Corey Johnson. And holy crap, Buttsbo kicked it out of the park with this fantastic track. I don't know what else to say but to call it that. This is good. This is good? It's very good. It's Van Johnson good. <laughs> Let's listen.
It's the best way to end this track, honestly. <laughs> That's gonna be thinking about Earth Mouse. You still have to play that again too. I want a sequel, darn it. I want to play Mother 3 again on a console that I own with the cart that I own. Not through ROMs and stuff. Anyway, I'm rambling. This track was a remix from the game Earthbound titled Towns 3 Enlightenment. Or rather, it's a cover because it's a hell of a cover. Submitted by a listener and friend Amazing. Butzbo and composed by Corey Johnson. Time to read a stun, stun, stunning testimonial. Let's get it in. For this wildcard episode, I'll have to go with a song from a pretty unique VGM cover album, Corey Johnson's post-rock take on Earthbound. I played through this SNES classic quite late around 2010, and even then, it had a pretty strong impact. If you've gone through this experience, you may be familiar with this eminent surprise of finding out that beyond the cartoony looks and absurd humor, there's a weird, deep, and even dark story about growing up and other complex themes, some of which can be open to interpretation. This album resonates quite well with that much more mature aspect of the game, expanding on many of its 16-bit jams. This track in particular being the theme for the town of Threed after you save it from a zombie invasion with good old zombie paper. The original track has a pretty optimistic mood, and I think this one keeps some of that while making it a bit more contemplative and then building up to a pretty strong finale. If you liked it, check out the album. It has more tracks on the line and others which are much more experimental. That's really uh, good. That's really, yes. really good. Yes, testimonial, track, all stellar. I can't complain. And holy crap, I am going to take a suggestion and listen to the rest of that album because, oh, man. Mm. <laughs> well, this this next track is, is I think, I mean, one of the best things I've heard today. I mean, there's so much good music today I've been listening to. Um, this was chosen from Wicked Sephiroth. He gave me a, a list, like a whole bunch of uh, selections from the, uh, it's a compilation album of music um, arranged and inspired by Final Fantasy VI. It's called Final Fantasy VI Balance and Ruin. And this track is called On the Run. And it is composed and um, with lyrics by an artist called Light Burr.
This tune. It's kind of Never everything I love about it. It's just song. the synth wavy sound of it, the vocals. That's amazing. That was on the run from Lightbur. This was from the game Final Fantasy VI. Um, and that was the track, was inspired by the track The Returners. And this was chosen mm. by Wicked Sephiroth. Oh, excellent choice there. I, 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 I mean, I got to butt heads though. I like them both, but <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I like them both too. I feel like both, both, both of our bonus round tracks were very much like, um, very both, very emotional. Very have very long building buildups to them, you know. Um, yeah, I, all in all, though, I got no complaints <laughs> by any of it. Well, the um, uh, this track came from the OC remix uh, compilation uh, "Balance and Ruin." It is five discs. It is a ton of music. It is like three gigs. It's got art. It's got video. It's so much going on. So um, if you'd like to see more of that, and if you'd like to learn more about these artists, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We're going to have links to their their uh, band camps and their SoundClouds and all of the pages where you can go find this music and buy this music and support these incredible artists. All right, thanks for joining us for episode 24-3 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our our listener-submitted Patreon livestream show wildcard exclusive episode 300 exclusive power hour type thing that we do. 300? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is our 300th episode. I'm pretty sure of that. No, we're, we're getting close, though. <laughs> really? Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, anyway, thanks everyone for listening um, to our show. Thanks to all of our um, Patreon members who are hanging out and watching us record this episode, which we got started a bit late, but, you know, things happen. We have lives and our houses, you know, fall apart sometimes. But um, this final track, we usually have like a little lead out track that me and Pranel, um kind of talk about and settle on together. But this last track was submitted by uh, Cameron Worma. And this is the Sky Tower theme right. from the La Mulana remake. And it was composed by Horyu Samejima. And I have to read his testimonial because it's a nice testimony. I can get behind it. So, 
He says, I'm submitting this track hoping that Purnell isn't sick of this OST. Spoiler alert, I am not. And I probably never will be. Um, I have been at this game long enough now to have completed a lengthy JRPG in its stead. In fact, I took a break from it to do exactly that. That game being Dragon Quest XI. But I'm back at it, having a blast, making group pro good progress. There are tracks in the OST that get stale after a while, but some stick and never get tiresome. Sky Tower, the Tower of the Goddess theme, is probably my favorite. It's so wonderfully weird. The bass line drives the track and makes for some of the best use of distance I've ever heard in a VGM track. I look forward to every section of the song, especially the transition at the end into the beginning of the loop. No matter how much time I spend in this accursed tower, which is a lot, I never tire of this bizarrely infectious gym. Stay healthy, my dudes. Mm. Well, thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Mm. We're trying, buddy. No, yeah, definitely. Oh, and thank you for the message earlier today. I meant to, um, meant to write back later on, but I got caught up in work and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, we haven't done a beach-themed episode yet, have we, Brunel? What like you a, need, we should. We should. That'll, that'll be coming up. Um, we did a vacation episode. We did like sun, fun in the sun episode. So I think a beach, like an actual beach, not desert. It would fit a summer theme too. We haven't done like a summery theme for this year either. I don't think so. That would be yeah, it. Yeah, that'll be it. So yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you, thank you, Cameron. Um, it was good to talk to somebody earlier today. Had some nice words um, to talk about to say things <laughs> about brain. dialogue in life. I don't know what happens. It gets close to ten o'clock, and my brain just like shuts off. <laughs> um, but anyway, my, yeah, thanks, thanks for that up? track suggestion and thanks again to everybody hanging out with us and listening to me ramble listening to Purnell talk coherently about things while my eyes just go dead <laughs> hey let's not go nuts I'm not the most coherent person either I'm just this is me running off I don't know pern fumes ow whatever <laughs> is, that, is that what your laundry smells like downstairs that's right <laughs> sweet sweet pern fumes oh well, if you'd like to uh, get in contact with the show, like with us, um, and say hi, or if you have a, a track suggestion or a topic suggestion, or if you're a remix artist, or if you know a remix artist and you want to get us get them in touch with the show, send us an email. That's the best way to do it. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for a full track listing from all of our episodes, um, access to all of our episodes and links to everything else that we're doing, go to our website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, at the website, you got there's a link that it takes to our Discord server. You can go there and chat with um, our listeners and our Patreon members. There's a link to um, our um, our merchandise. We have T-shirts. We have um, the, with our classic logo. We have a classic hip hop run VGM T-shirt, which is really cool. And the um, and the new hit Atari 2600 um, indie title that will never be released. Uh, Lobster racing is. Oh. <laughs> It's, it's a whole logo made for that. So um, go check that out. Um, reasonably priced at teespring.com. So, uh, worth discussing. Um, if you like what you see on said site, Rob and I have been doing a lot of Gabba Gabba Hey over here, and we're looking to do a bit of a giveaway in regards to giving mm. one or two listeners a cool shirt of their choosing from the show. Um we didn't really come up with any sort of like game or gambit for that. Um, but where, where where can they where can they watch for for it to be announced? How about that? Honestly, I mean, honestly, a part of me, I mean, if you think we could do something more creative, let me know. But the first thought I had was right into the show at rhythmandpixels at hotmail hmm. 
and tell us one of two things or both. Your favorite attack in a video game, okay. preferably JRPG because I'm dorky like that, or a favorite attack that doesn't exist that you'd want to exist in a game. <laughs> That's good. And we'll read them on the air, and we'll pick one at random, and you'll get an amazing t-shirt of your choice. Or can- hoodie, or... I think I think there's even baby onesies you can get. I, I just hit all the buttons. <laughs> I hit all the buttons. <laughs> like you want your baby rocket run VGM? <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. Oh, so yeah, so we're gonna be doing that. We'll have that um, probably announced on all of our uh, social media channels. Just go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, if you'd like to support the show, the best thing to do is just to tell people about it. Say, tell people that you like to listen to video game music while you're mowing the lawn or while you're doing homework or while you should be doing something more important than listening to video game music podcasts. Practicing that is what flips. you're doing. Practicing uh, sweet backflips. Yeah, and you're practicing all those amazing triple backflips, karate chops, like Super Daryl Deluxe. Um, you know, listening to shows like shows like us and shows like uh, 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 KVGM The Last Wave and shows like the VG Embassy with Ed Wilson and shows like um, uh, the Very Good Music Podcast uh, so there's a lot of amazing stuff out there so um, the best thing to do is starring to, not Justin Bieber it's just to tell everybody about yes I know it's not Justin Bieber <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know Justin Bieber I know Justin Bieber very well and that's not him <laughs> Cripes. But you can also support the show by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, and you can support us there. Um, There you get access to a weekly uh, prequel episode of me and Pernell kind of chatting and catching up, which is all the more important now that, um, you know, we're not really in person so frequently anymore. And um, so you uh, you get access to that, and you get access to a live streamed episode uh, once a month that this one was recorded in front of a live stream. And we also like to thank our Patreon listeners at the end of the episodes. I'd like to thank that Nick Walker, uh, The Last Recon, Mike Myers, and our new Patreon member, Justin Timberlake from XVGM Radio, um, co-host to Mike Levi's. Um, Stop it's am- it! Amazing stuff. Um, Stop it! <laughs> and, he, uh, and, and Timberlake also does a, um, uh, an, an electronic music show with Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, they do. It's all um, industrial music, so uh, just two two dudes who are into heavy um, industrial music from, I guess, the '90s. Um, super into it. So check that out, Justin Timberlake, not Bieber. I know that this time. Just don't worry about that. Iconic Christ um, from XVGM Radio. <laughs> we also like to thank Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest. Stephen Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from twitch.tv slash c 64 and the Forever Sound Version PGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. Thank you. Thank you all very much for your continued support of our show, and it means a whole bunch to us. Thank you very much for hanging out. Thank you very much for backing us with your support, and just for being genuinely cool gents and gentettes hmm. um, well we haven't chosen our topic for next week but we're probably going to hash that out sooner than later because lately I've been forgetting about it so we're going to figure that out soon um, but tune in next week for a time when I am more coherent and um, Pernell can yell at me about Justin's last name 
<laughs> I'm going to do it too. <laughs> I mean, it's XVGM Radio. I can pl- I can plug it all day long. I'm just not going to get their names right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I have to get out of here because I got to clean up my house from some like mess that happened in the kitchen. So, uh, my name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good night and take care. And remember, fun can be defined by any number of different people. And honestly, if you give them a chance, they will define fun. They'll tell you what fun should and should not be. Only play difficult games. Make sure to play your games through to completion. Only cook meals on Fridays. All sorts of stuff like that. And honestly, sometimes people take that a little bit too far. They tell you that if you're not having fun their way, then you're not having fun at all, and you're a lame nut or a goober gothel. Or a whatever generic internet insult some random person comes up with. There's a lot of them. Trust me, I've seen them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's worth remembering and noting that nobody tells you how to have fun. You tell yourself how to have fun. And the best fun is contagious. If you're doing something that you like and someone sees it and they want to do it too, then hey, maybe they'll pick up a trade and follow suit. Me, Percy, I took up a habit of starting games and never finishing them because <laughs> I just like starting a ton of new games. That's a great hobby. But at the same time, it's like I used to feel bad about it. Sometimes I still do. I'm not going to lie. But what ends up happening is, whereas a lot of people generally can talk about, you know, games they played through to through to completion, they can talk about the ending and stuff. I'm almost on the other end of the spectrum where I can talk about a variety of games I've started and gotten into to say, hey, you might like the, you might want to see this game to the end because I liked it enough to say that if I had the amount of time, I would have played it to the end myself. Um, but ultimately, what I'm basically saying is, you determine what's fun for yourself. You play the game on the difficulty setting you want. You do the hobby you want to engage in, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Disclaimer there. Um, and for the most part, that's all there is to it. Enjoy your life the way you want to enjoy it. You only get one. Unless. Pernell <laughs> <laughs> gets um, Arm and Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> or Buddhism, I don't know. <laughs>